asked me toward the end of our administration, Joe's going to determine what the jobs of the future are. Anybody who can go down 300 to 3,000 feet in the mine sure and hell can learn how to program as well. Anybody who can throw coal into a furnace can learn how to program, for God's sake. Whew, that was Joe Biden during a campaign speech back in 2019 talking to co-workers, United Co-Workers Union or something like that, and telling them that anybody who can shovel coal can learn to code. There were some other things going on at the time. Learn to code, it had, was born in the midst of a couple things and even going back, it's a little bit circuitous route it took from its birth to its then popularity. A couple things happened at the same time. One was then presidential candidate Joseph Biden telling them that they should be able to learn to code. Another thing was some pretty good-sized media companies laid off a lot of journalists. It looks like uh, over a thousand jobs were eliminated at this time. The internet public watched all the fire journalists lamenting their lost positions on social media, which is fine. And they fired back, sort of mocking them that they should learn to code. And frankly, journalists, I would imagine, spend a lot of time on a computer, and so they're, they're a lot closer to the technical familiarity with the skill set that you would need to at least use a development environment to code and how files work and editors and things like that where a coal miner not spending all day in front of a computer would not have the same amount of familiarity with it. What happened to their jobs? It looks like well, I'll read this to you. While the rise of the internet upended traditional journalism, it enabled a new kind of media company to prosper. For a while, it seemed like some digital outlets figured out how to build a viable business in online publishing. However, the past few years have exposed the precariousness of the entire industry. Facebook and Google's emergence as publisher platforms with near unfettered power has created the advertiser-supported model. Facebook and Google gobbled up a whopping 84% of online advertising revenue. As the big social networks grew in prominence, many publishers relied heavily on the traffic their platforms generated, becoming beholden to fickle and secret algorithms. Additionally, the metric that Facebook provided to advertisers falsely inflated how much people like online video, which spurred many news organizations to pivot to video out of desperation, only to see their audiences dwindle. Other ways to make money, like affiliate links or premium content subscriptions, have not made up for the absurdly asymmetrical breakdown of ad dollars between the tech giants and the media companies that provide content for their platforms. So Facebook and Google kill journalism. Ha 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 ha. That's really not true. It, it inspired the birth of some other things. The fall of popular journalism outlets I use that word journalism loosely. Mainstream media, big companies, CNN, MSNBC, Fox, things like that. People are wandering away from those sources and Substack. I'm so happy to see 
real journalists popping up on Substack and earning a living doing what they love to do without having the the narrative that large organizations have to push constricting their opinions and their research and what they write. I'm so happy to see that. That's a broad overview of all the different pieces of how Learn to Code came into popular language. Is it such a bad idea, though, that you learn to code? I wanted to address that because I did that exact same thing about 16 years ago. I was making pretty good money at the time, had good benefits, steady employment, overtime available, absolutely hated what I did, but it provided my family for a good living. Well, I took the plunge, quit that job, went from making a good income to fast food management income and picking up trash at night income and working weekend job income, all the while paying for school, going to school, doing great in my classes, dedicating myself to learning something new, learning to code. Now I went the I went the long route. I went the hard route. I went and got a bachelor's degree in computer science. And that was a four-year endeavor. And it was not easy at all. I'd been away from real mathematics for 10, 12 years. So I pretty much had to start all the way back at the beginning again with with math. But I did it and I made it. And I popped out the other side with a degree went to work for a large defense contractor the day after I graduated, and I've not looked back since. I love what I do. I don't regret a single bit of the sacrifices and pure mental hell that I went through those couple years getting my degree. But you don't have to do that to learn to, to, learn to code. You don't have to go get a bachelor's degree to be a good coder. You really don't have to go get a technical degree to be a good coder. Speaking of which, I want to circle back and look at the, the real likelihood of somebody that was in the mining industry in West Virginia where you heard Joe Biden talking just a minute ago. What's the potential for them to actually do just that, to go to school and get a degree? I looked around at some of the community colleges, which typically offer technical programs for things like this, IT, software design, network support, computer programming, computer operations, and just pick some, pick some community colleges around West Virginia and took a look at what programs they had to offer. The first one was Mount West Community and Technical College. This is in Huntington, West Virginia. They have a certificate, which is typically a, a two-year degree or a one-year degree program for computer information technology services, computer engineering technology, 
And typically you can go to a community college, you can typically get a Pell Grant, and even if you can, it's really not that expensive. You probably spend more money on, on beer and fast food in two years than you would on a degree of that sort. So if you're in Huntington, West Virginia, you do have that option available to you. New River Community and Technical College, the Riley County campus in Beaver, West Virginia, offers an information technology program. That's a two-year degree, an associate's degree. That's as close as they get to a computer programming or coding degree. So, no, if you live in Beaver, West Virginia, and you decide you want to learn to code, you could not go to the community college there and learn to do it. Eastern West Virginia Community and Technical College, this is in Moorefield, West Virginia, does not offer a coding or any computer-related associate's degrees. So you're out of luck there, too. Martinsburg, West Virginia, Blue Ridge Community and Technical College. They have information technology, information sciences, computer programming slash programmer, and they offer this an associate's degree. They also have a certificate for computer programmers. So you see, depending on where you live, your access to a community college, the availability of a programming type degree or certificate in that community college may very well drive you even being able to go get some paper that tells a potential employer that you have the ability to code, to write code. In spite of that, most employers in this field want a four-year degree or six years of applicable experience, at least in the type of work that I do. There's lots of coding jobs. There's lots of programming jobs. And those are two different things. Somebody who knows how to code is very familiar with the language or maybe a couple languages. They can take some requirements and turn those into some functionality. A programmer typically has more experience, a broader knowledge across more stacks, more familiar with more languages and how they interact with each other. So there is a different there, difference there. Let's just talk about coding. If you want to learn to code, you don't have to have a lick of education to do so. Excuse me. You don't have to have a lick of college education as a requirement to learn to code. You can 100% learn to code all by yourself for free. If it's something that you're interested in, you're going to have to understand to start with that coding technology changes fairly drastically every couple years. The industry spits out some new framework or some new version of HTML or the W3 consortium decides that they want to upgrade the version of HTML. So there's always going, you're going to have to be the type of person who doesn't mind digging and learning new variations of something you feel like you should probably already know. This isn't, this isn't like learning how to run a mill that's 60 years old to cut machine parts out is not going to change. New tools for that mill might pop out every once in a while, but for the most part, once you learn how to use that machine, you're always going to know how to use that machine. 
this is a little bit different industry. Things change and you're going to have to be willing to keep up with those changes. If you want to stay on the cutting edge of things and stay relevant to bigger and better growth in your job and your career. The plus side of it is that if you have a computer and it doesn't have to be high speed, high power computer, if you have something that can get on the internet and has notepad on it and a web browser, you can learn to code with just those tools. And I would highly recommend starting there. If you're curious about the industry, go look at Google's homepage. Very simple. It's a graphic and a text box and a submit button. That's all it is. You can right click on that from just about any browser and there's a little piece of text there that says view source. And your browser will show you what the raw HTML and the raw JavaScript and the raw CSS and all that stuff is right there inside the browser. You can look and see, oh, okay, so this is what a really simple web page looks like. And this is what I would tell somebody who is curious about getting into coding is start doing work with web pages. Build yourself a very simple web page in Notepad. You can do it just fine. Put your HTML header in there, your body in there, put a couple words in there, paragraph, save it as a .html file, and then your computer will understand that when you double click on it, it needs to open up in the browser. When the browser opens, bam, there's what your page is going to look like on everybody else's browser in the entire world if you host it on some website. There's a lot of popular free online resources. One I would highly recommend is www3schools.com. You can go there and type in HTML and they'll tell you what that HTML tag means. They'll also have tutorials there where you can try all kinds of things right there inside their website. They'll give you snippets of code that do things with a web page and you can play around with it, move things around, reload the page and see what happens. You could, you could spend a few weeks off and on, and I'm not saying 40 hour days, I'm saying a few hours a day with www3schools.com and garner yourself a great understanding of, of the critical aspects of web development. Excuse me, the website URL is w3schools.com. Not too sure what I, what I said a minute ago. They've, all, they've, they've got such a wealth of free resources here. I would, I would recommend starting with HTML, hypertext markup language. Its only purpose is to display text in a fashion that a browser can understand and render. Learn about all that. Learn how to display a paragraph and how to make font bigger or italicized or change the color. Just play with HTML. Learn how to build a table. Learn how to insert an image. That'll be a great place to start. And it's, it's, I really like that mechanism too because with HTML, you get to see what you're doing. Some things in the development world you never see. Uh, writing middleware, business logic, you never really get to see the results of that the way that you do when you're doing work with web pages. The next thing I would recommend you do is learn a little bit about CSS. Cascading style sheets. 
HTML is the language that the internet uses to display text, right? CSS is the language that the internet uses to style text. That's really what it is at its root. Now, CSS can get very, very deep, just like anything with any one of these languages. But you can garner a cursory understanding of it and do 85% of whatever anybody's ever going to need you to do with an HTML page. And coincidentally, w3schools.com, which is not a sponsor, it's a free website. I've used them multiple times over the years. And I'd, I'd love to give them a hats off as a resource, invaluable resource. Once you've got yourself a pretty good handle of HTML and you can sit down with Notepad and sort of get something that you've got in your head about 95% of the way accurately transcribed with HTML and maybe with a little bit of CSS and you're comfortable with that, the next thing I would recommend doing is learn a little bit of JavaScript. Now, what JavaScript does is allows you to make your HTML page do things besides just display text. Depending on what website you're on, when you, so let's go back to Google, and I'm not, I'm not too sure what language Google uses, but when you type a search term there in the search bar and hit the submit button, it could be JavaScript that says, oh, there was a button click. I need to take whatever was in that box and send it off to Google servers to do whatever it does, whatever Google servers do. You don't really need to care about all that. We're working on the front end stuff right now. JavaScript will handles like when, when, when you see a radio button and you click from one to the other. JavaScript knows what's going on with that. When you type something in a text box, it knows somebody, you just typed a character in there. JavaScript is aware of the elements on a web page and understands how to interact with them or manipulate them. I think JavaScript is a lot of fun too because there's something else that you can see. You can, you can do something very simple like associate some JavaScript with the text change of an input box on a very simple web page and start building from there. Hey, I know when somebody clicked inside that text box, how would I know if they typed something in there? Or how would I know if they just got finished typing something in there and click somewhere else on the page? JavaScript will let you interact with all those events. Once you get through those three things, for the most part, you're going to be able to plug the knowledge that you've got into any sort of business logic where there's some process maybe that you, you, go, you go to some company's website and you load, your browser loads their homepage. There's something in the back, and I'm being very vague about that right now. When you go to that www.somecompanieswebsite.com, you're sending a request somewhere. It's doing something. Something in the back is putting together some information, some dates, some times, maybe some content, maybe a few images, and sending it back to your browser. 
that content has to go through these three things that we've just talked about, HTML, CSS, JavaScript, or some variation of them. They're, those same things exist in other forms, which I'm not going to talk about right now. But if you can take some information, which could be text, images, understand how to display it in an HTML page, understand how to let your user manipulate that information with JavaScript, and can understand how to send some information back to the server again, that's coding. That's it. That's all there is to it. And I'm, I'm highly simplifying it. But if you can do those things, you can get a job at some level as a web developer, a front-end developer, well, a front-end coder. You can also, using just those things, start farming yourself out building people's web pages. There's a lot of there's a lot of companies websites that don't necessarily need a database or a whole bunch of business logic. They're they're not taking orders online. They're not accepting emails or chats or anything like that. They're just informational websites only. You go there and want to know what their menu is, what their hours are, maybe their location you can do all that with one page with html with a little css and a couple pictures touch javascript and if you think about it and you build that correctly you could write one set or one page and with very little modification use it to sell your web page to a barbershop or to a florist Maybe not a florist because they're probably going to want to show a lot of, of flowers and stuff like that. And they're going to want to change that over time. But something that's got a lot of static content to it, like a barbershop is going to change their hours. Probably not going to want to add new pictures or new sayings or anything like that. It's a fairly static website. You can reuse that same design over and over and over and just change the font a little bit. Change the colors a little bit. Of course, you have to change the title, but you can reuse it. You're coding. You're coding. Now that's a good place to start. You, you, you're probably not going to be able to take that essentially rudimentary knowledge and go get a really high-powered job at somewhere that's doing... I'm, I'm going to use the term real work. Maybe I should use the term more complex work where uh, you're sending search terms back and forth. You're doing a lot of data validation. You, you've got tricky amounts of data to display to a customer that changes every time that there's there's a lot more to it and, and you'll go deeper but you've got to start somewhere and with a good understanding of html and javascript you can carry those same concepts into other things let's say you want to start working on doing like windows forms development no no i'm going to stay right here on the web side of things because you start needing to get into having IDEs and th there's, there's, there's more to it. But it's obtainable and it's approachable. And if you start with a rudimentary knowledge of some technology, let me step back. There's one more piece of this. With HTML and JavaScript, you have the capability to display information. You have the capability to accept information from the user and send it off somewhere else to do something with. The next thing I would recommend you do is figure out how to get JavaScript to talk to a text file.
Now, most applications that you'll ever, ever work on as a developer or as a coder, they're going to do three things. They're going to display some information. They're going to perform some logic on information. They're going to store information in some sort of database. So if you can get yourself to be able to display information, to do some operation on that information, to store that information somewhere, you've got the big three covered. You can always sort of port and morph your understanding of a particular language or a particular infrastructure into another one. The same rules apply. You're just speaking a little bit different variation of a language. So if you could get JavaScript, if you, can under, if you can learn how to get JavaScript to talk to a text file, now you can start doing real things. Let's say, for example, you have a text file named names, and there's a first name and a last name in there in a list, a comma-separated list of values. That means there'll be a first name, last name, comma, first name, last name, comma, first name, last name, and start with, let's just get everything in this text file displayed in a table in HTML with no styling. We're just going to use regular old TRTD and display. What that teaches you is how to connect to a text file, how to connect to a data source, essentially, how to retrieve data from that data source, how to store that data in memory, how to iterate over that data, and how to do something constructive with that data. In other words, spit it out into a table. That is invaluable and you will always use that knowledge just about anywhere you go. Then once you get that figured out, go the other direction. Learn how to accept a list of names from your user. And then you're going to have to figure out how to parse that and how to store that in memory in JavaScript. And then you're going to have to get JavaScript to iterate over that list of names and add them to your text file. Now you're getting into more complicated things. Now you have to start thinking about, well, what if they type numbers in for the names? Now you're doing validation and you're learning how to validate information. What do I tell the user if they stuck a number in there? Well, do I want to validate the input as soon as they tab out of the input field or do I wait and do it right before I try to write it to the database and if I wait and do, try to do it right before I write to the database how do I communicate back to the user that they entered an invalid character then what do you do do you give them the data that they entered incorrectly back and ask them to change it now you're thinking this is going to teach you to think the way that you need to think to be a good, a good developer, a good coder. You have to think about all these things. And if you can do all that at a very simple level, just dealing with a few values and very little bit of technology, it won't be such a culture shock when you get to using more powerful tools to help you develop your code and your processes. That's where I would start. You will have learned to code. JavaScript, once you get your head wrapped around it 
and you don't have to be completely conversant in it. You don't have to know every single little nuance of JavaScript. You don't have to know every operator, every keyword. Once you get a few things under your belt, that'll be what you use 95% of the time. Every once in a while, you'll need some little special weird thing, nuance of JavaScript that only one corner of the internet knows about. And then you can go find it. But you'll understand what you need to for the most part without going so deep into it that you can sit here and talk about all the esoteria of the original 0.01 no you don't need all that learn to code it's possible you can do it something i didn't highlight and i'd like to is that i, I went and got a four-year degree but you can get an associate's degree which is two years Granted, to get an associate's degree, you're going to have to go through some non-essential nonsense to get there because a college, however it works, whyever it works that way, to get an associate's degree, you're going to have to go through the the preliminary stuff before you get to actually to your coding classes. And so depending on whether you you want to get up to speed as quick as possible it's up to you you have to figure out what your needs are how much time you've got what your financing looks like how much time do you have in the evenings to go to night classes do they offer weekend classes all these things you can get a certification which i believe is only a year and it i don't believe you need to go through all that liberal arts and psychology and sociology pre-work prerequisites that you'll need to get an associate's degree you walk out with a piece of paper that says yes he's got this he's got the required amount of hours applicable to this particular thing this coding certification and you can take that and start start looking for work you can also while you're going to school if you, if you choose to go that route or even if you don't you may be able to look around and find a business in your locale that does web development if you want to go the web route and see if maybe you could work a few hours a week for them for free and get your foot in the door there and start learning from people who have experience and start asking questions when it's when you have the time to do so and, and get in there and get your feet wet and start looking at some code start looking at the way that their development process works. It's going to it's going to be a culture shock at first. At least it was for me. But I'm glad that I did that because I understood that this is completely new. I know nothing about it. I'm just going to have to keep my eyes open, keep my ears open, keep my mouth shut, learn as much as I can, do as much as I can, get exposure to as much as I possibly can. And you start after some time seeing things that you've already seen before and you're going to remember oh 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 okay your brain the associative part of your brain will have some some material to work with without that it's it's going to be kind of tough so you're going to have to go through a few cycles of having your mind completely blown by something the first time you see it and then the second time you see it, still have to scratch your head about it, but you've already spent the time that you saw it, some time the first time you saw it thinking about it. So your brain kind of has some rudimentary understanding of it. Then when you see it the third time, 
you'll have to spend even less time thinking about it. And then maybe the fourth or fifth time you will already have an understanding of it and you won't have to think too hard about it at all. But it takes exposure to do that. And it takes exposure over time. So if you want to learn the code, go find somewhere to volunteer or maybe to work for some minimal amount of money where you can get your eyes and hands in code. The more time you spend with code and around code, the quicker and easier it's going to be for you to learn how to use it and to write it. I'm very happy, like I said earlier, that I bit the bullet and went through that couple years of mental anguish and 100% dogged determination and dedication to getting my degree. Every day I get up excited about what I'm going to be working on that day. And I've I get to play with some pretty cool toys, essentially, and I'm so thankful. I would highly recommend if you've got a mind that likes to solve problems and you like logic and reason and, and coding does have some attraction for you, dig into it a little bit. Like I said, try out w3schools.com and just, just play a little bit. There's so many great YouTube channels out there on so many different aspects of, of coding. Some of them are, are very, very detailed and deep and you don't need to know all that stuff yet. Wait, just start with the, the rudimentary parts, get your coding chops together and then you can start building on them. If that's the route you choose to go, I wish you all the luck in the world. I hope it's as an enjoyable career as it has been for me. Good luck, folks. Thanks for listening.